Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Candice and Kayla, and you are listening to Directionally Challenged. We really thought we'd have a lot of things figured out by the time we hit 30. I guess we're a little older than 30 now. (laughs) But we don't. We don't have it figured out. Mm -mm. And so today we're going to stop and ask for directions by our guest, Grace Helbig. You guys might know Grace Helbig from her YouTube channel, from her two books she's published, from her own podcast, Not Too Deep. Uh, she also I've had, heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, Jack. <laughs> with guys. Jack Ferry. And she even has a new show with Marie Hart called This Might Get, which is really funny. I liked their episode about the Miss America pageant Yeah, where they revisited all the old Miss America pageant episodes. Yeah, that show is uh, very ridiculous and very entertaining. (laughs) Grace does such a good job of living her life out loud. Online. Online. I'm so impressed. I mean, Jack, I know you have a lot of experience with her. You guys see each other how often? Uh, pretty regularly. We have a weekly podcast <laughs> called uh, Not Too Deep with Grace Helbig, um, which, Candace, you were just a guest on. I was. It was very fun. So, guys, go check that out. And um, 
Yeah, so it's interesting to me because she's one of those people as a YouTuber who is posting online constantly about her life. Like she's, I feel like every time she gets in a car, she posts to Instagram. And every time she gets on a plane, certainly she posts. And it's, I would find that completely exhausting. But I think as a YouTuber, like that's her thing. And I think what's interesting about it is, and I think one of the reasons why she has become uh, a role model to lots of young people is that she's kind of mastered the art of that, of like finding what to post online and then what to keep private because she actually does have a lot of aspects of her life that she keeps private, even though she does ridiculous YouTube videos with her mom and her brother and things like that. I think there's a lot about her personal life that people just don't know. See, that's what I think is hard sometimes is to knowing knowing when to share family and when to not share family and when to share personal things and not share personal things. Uh, yesterday was mine and Tanner's three-year wedding anniversary. Which Congratulations. Is, thank, you. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. But we had this fe- weird feeling of wanting to share it on the internet, but also not wanting to share it and to keep being and to keep it private between the two of us. You felt like an obligation to share? Yeah. Yeah. I I felt like people would, those who knew, including my family, that it was our anniversary would would honestly question, well, why aren't they posting? Mm -hmm. Wait, what's happening? And we feel, our relationship's fantastic. And sometimes I'd love to keep it just us and certain moments just us. And by the end of the day yesterday... We still hadn't posted and we ended up posting at midnight last night because we felt guilty that we hadn't posted about our <laughs> <laughs> to prove to the world how to much prove. you love each other. And why why do we feel that way? Why does it feel like such um like such private moments need to be posted out there for everyone to to did validate. You, did I, you feel better having posted? <laughs> the weird part is, I felt both. I felt really guilty that I gave in to posting, and fe- and then right. I also felt like, oh, good, we did it. Now everyone knows. But it sounds like either way, you would have felt guilty. <laughs> yeah, so there is no win. <laughs> yeah, there's really no win. It's there. hard. I yeah. was traveling a week ago, and I had a really bad experience with the TSA agent, which usually happens when I'm traveling alone with my two year old I've just had a lot of bad experiences from you know from all the smuggling yeah from all the (laughs) breast milk smuggling yeah I just tape it to my body everywhere and they're like we gotta search yeah I'm like okay Um, it's crazy I mean there even this time it was literally now they're stopping me because I had baby wipes and I said, I'm so sorry, sir. I, 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 is this a new policy? Because I've traveled with baby wipes before. And he said, yeah, they're moist. Which what? already I'm like, do we have to bring that word into this conversation? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, already no a pet that. peeve word. No and second word. of all, that's not a thing. Like baby wipes have never been considered a liquid before. And now they are for the record. It's, it, I got stopped even on the way home. They sent my stroller through another security chamber, left it abandoned at the other end of security. I was being yelled at by someone else that I was in the way while trying to get my two-year-old back into my arms while they're searching my bags because of the baby wipes and just being yelled at the entire (sighs) time. And it was awful. And this has happened more often than not when I travel alone with her. And so I, in a rage, just like went on my Instagram and I was had to post, I felt like I had to post a picture and about outing this dude no, not him it was it was throwback thursday i'm trying to engage in social media more and sure. and so it was a simple throwback thursday picture that i turned into this whole rant about a tsa agent 
And I felt like such a jerk for putting this negative energy out. And it felt like, yeah, I showed him. And luckily I had an epiphany by the end of it. Like that doesn't do anything like me having this real moment. And I got a lot of support from other moms in the comments, but I kind of still felt ill to my stomach. Like I'm sharing this vulnerable moment that really doesn't add anything positive to the world. So I deleted it and Mm. felt somewhat better. But that's the constant struggle I have is trying to like talk about something in a real way and then asking myself, is this even necessary? What point am I proving? Like what point is me sharing this story where I had a really bad day when so many other people are having worse days? But, But I think, let me ask you this, because if that had happened to you and, you know, you were feeling stressed about it and then you, you know, got home, you, you plopped down on the couch and Kayla happened to be here, you would share that story with her just to like get it off your chest, right? Just to say like how frustrated you were. Yeah. The first thing I did was call my husband to just be like... To I, rant, right? To rant. Yeah, yeah. To get it, just to blow off that steam. So I think... um there's one of two ways you could look at it. One is, you know, I'm using social media to, you know, rant and rave. But also I think you could say it as like, well, if you look at your audience and your followers as like also sort of like your friends in a way, it's more just like, well, I'm just getting this off my chest for with my community of people. Do you yeah. know what I mean? As opposed to being like, I'm going to put this dude on blast or also I'm back put all in this the, negativity out in the world. Yeah. Back in the day therapists would always tell everyone to write in their journals when things like that happened. So social media, in a sense, is this digital journal. Yeah, it's a public journal. Yeah, that I is mean, it so is scary. It's a public journal. But you could also say you're going to do it, go through all the motions, write it all down, find the photo, and then feel better about getting it out and then just delete it. Yeah, it's an option. I did delete you it. You did end up deleting it. I but did. You posted it and what's first. funny yeah. is I felt like karmically the rest of the day I had nothing but pleasant travel experiences. I had multiple yeah. men, which never happens. Multiple men and not in like a creepy way all stopped to help me with the stroller, mm. help me with the bags. That's great. Like which never happened. So I hoped that it was some like karmic wink back from the world. But sure. When did did you uh, did you guys have MySpace back in the day? Yeah, I had a MySpace. No, because that's when you never had a MySpace. I was was on Friendster, man. Oh, wow. Hey, (laughs) Grandpa, what was it like back then? Well. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember I joined MySpace because I was doing music at the time. It was when I moved to L.A. And they said, if you want, you know, I got signed to a label at at 17. And they said, you should be on MySpace and then we'll just see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And they would kind of track my success on whether or not I'd be able to release my record based on, well, how many MySpace plays do you have? How many MySpace plays do you have? Right. And that was kind of the first little taste of like, oh, this is what this is like a work platform. It's not Mm -hmm. as much of a social platform as I'd like it to be. And then even when Facebook came out, it was really just for college students to kind of interact. And I didn't go to college And so I, and I remember when we got Vampire Diaries, Mm. that was the first thing I did was delete every incriminating photo on my Facebook. Like anything with me holding a drink, anything where I'm like, oh, that is not a good light shining on me. And and why? Why'd you do that? Because I didn't want to, I didn't want that history to be out there. And if the show had any level of success, I wanted to present myself in a good light and not have a picture of me at 21 drunk with my tongue sticking out, acting a fool, (laughs) you know, at two in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, Kayla, what did you do? That's really smart of you to do that. I mean, um, I had a Facebook that I didn't use that much. So I, I did delete photos that I felt, you know, were inappropriate and stuff. But 
I also know a lot of my siblings when they're going when they're now for job interviews, they delete their Facebooks and everything because they check every every oh, yeah. every form of that's one of the social. that's that's I think increasing anxiety in our society today is the fact that if you are alive um, in this culture, your life is constantly being tattooed onto the internet forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were talking before we started recording how uh, the Library of Congress used to archive all of our tweets. That's insane. From Twitter. So, like, you can go to the Library of Congress, apparently, in Washington, D.C., and see things that you tweeted eight years ago. Like, it's still there. Even if you deleted it, it's, still, it's still there. And, um, and like, you know, nothing ever really is gone on the Internet. I mean, there's, like, the, the Wayback Machine, like the Internet Time Machine, where you can, like, look at expired websites or things that were mm. d- deleted. The, and, my pictures that I deleted off Facebook. Yeah, they resurfaced. Yes, they resurfaced. <laughs> yeah, and nothing's like, ever really nothing's gone. terrible. Like, yeah. it really isn't. Thank God. Um, but imagine if it was. But like, imagine if it so was. Like, imagine if, you know, you, you know, what we all do really stupid things when we're young, <laughs> you know. So like if there is, you know, photos of you, you know, doing like illegal drugs or something like at a music festival or something like that, mm-hmm. like that's something that could actually really affect you. Like if you wanted to get a job working for like a really wholesome family company like Disney or something like that, that's the kind of thing that they could be like, mm. Yeah, we can't. I mean, speaking of Disney, there's the whole like James Gunn thing mm-hmm. where he, you know, he he obviously made some very regrettable decisions, made some really, you know, poorly like distasteful jokes, but then years later apologized, deleted them all, but then they resurfaced and then he was fired from the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. And I think, you know, a lot of like sort of the outrage from the, you know, on his side was, listen, he apologized. Like if we can't accept people's apologies then people are going to be very disincentivized to apologize Mm -hmm. but the fact is like those tweets are going to haunt him for the rest of his life because they're out on the world i mean if you want to ruin my life go to my drafts folder in my twitter (laughs) and just post everything (laughs) because i like you every time i've had like a really crappy experience like at an airport or with customer service or something that i will write out an angry tweet and then i was like when i if i feel that moment i go I'm going to save this in my drafts folder. And if I still want to post it in a couple of hours, I'll post it then. And I almost never do. But yeah. I, just, so I have this drafts folder in my Twitter that's just angry, obnoxious tweets. And that's so smart of you. Would you have done that when you were 20? No, or would I, you don't, have just I would have been it? much more impulsive. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I was I had that I, I would have that thought that would come into my head being like, maybe we should wait on this. And then when I was young and angry, I would go, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it anyway. When, when we started Vampire Diaries, we were about 20. And and I think yeah. that I'm so glad that Twitter didn't really exist then. Or it was, Twitter it did. did exist. Cat was on it. You're right. You're and then, right. But there were no pictures. Mm-hmm. It was literally just writing like a little note or following the writers of the show right. so that they knew that we were paying attention. It wasn't a way of you know attention seeking from sure but i mean we we talk about this a lot in this season of the show because it's impossible to live without the internet and social media in yeah. today's age so i mean obviously the the stakes feel a little higher considering that you guys have you know millions of followers but um you know as opposed to myself who who doesn't and like and you know are the average listener to the show say but they have you know they still have a lot of connections to their community and their families especially on like things like facebook and stuff like that and 
you know, I think it's difficult to sort of navigate that of like, what do you post and what don't you post? What do you keep to yourself and what don't you keep to yourself? Well, and like I said, my siblings who are, you know, don't have a ton of followers or anything, what they post and how they present themselves determines whether they get the job they want or not, you know? So it does matter to everyone on some level. And there's pressure to post, but then there's anxiety behind it of, am I posting the right thing? Am I portraying myself in the right way? And um, it's, yeah, it's just this new type of world we're living in and we're trying to come to grasp or to terms with it. It's bizarre. And also want, wanting to be truthful in a way and protective in a way. That's something I admire about Grace so much is even yeah, she's just good at that. going through all of her videos or even sitting down to talk with her on her podcast. She's so open and you feel like you know her immediately and, and yet I'm sure she has to have a balance of being able to keep private her private life private it doesn't feel that way you know following her on instagram it doesn't feel like that at all and i yeah i'm impressed that she's been putting herself out there for 10 plus years i mean this is our third podcast that will be released and i'm still like oh my gosh is am i saying the right things is this too personal (laughs) like i don't know and that's crazy i mean we're just it's just living our truth but it just feels so much more permanent now yes. in a weird way. Well, it is. And so much it is of a, it is, yeah, yeah. And a stamp of your identity in a public way. And that mm-hmm. can feel very vulnerable and scary. A hundred percent. We're also used to being characters and mm-hmm. it's easy to hide behind that because we're not exposing ourselves. And this is the first time we're actually exposing ourselves. Well, so. it's interesting that you mentioned that because I think that's one of the things that I think Grace does really well. And I also think that an average users of social media do as well. You're not necessarily like when I'm on Instagram, I'm not Jack Ferry. I am the Instagram version of Jack Ferry. Mm -hmm. And when I'm on Twitter, I'm on the Twitter version of Jack Ferry. Right. So like you are kind of playing this character. And I think people like Grace have spent a lot of time thinking about and curating what that character is. Whereas I think a lot of us everyday folks don't think about that stuff. They don't think about, okay, what is the persona I'm trying to, you know, to, to portray myself as here. You're just being honest in your experience. And then that can be bad because you can end up posting stuff that you later regret. And I think, you know, you really have to like ask yourself like where your lines are in terms of what you post and when, like we were talking a little bit earlier about how like you you were kind of agonizing over the decision whether or not to post photos of your kid yeah when when Florence was born uh it well we also just out of protecting our family as a whole we've always been pretty aware of trying to protect all of our all the daughters of you know the social media wave and making sure that basically when Florence was born, I just wanted it to be a really sacred time. And I went from, for the whole, her whole first year of being here, not posting any pictures of her face. And then after that, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I don't, I want to show her like, this is just my life. And I, I constantly go back and forth of like, is this too much? Or is this, you know, not enough for, I I don't, it, which is such a weird question to ask. But then I I see people like Chrissy Teigen, who's very open about having her children out there. And then I saw like Brooklyn Decker posted a picture with her child and her baby Bjorn with a, uh, like emoji over the baby's face. And I'm like, yeah, that then makes me go like, oh, I'm, I'm putting my child out in the world without her consent. And then the other side of it, no, this is our family picture. And 
this is I'm proud to You're show proud my it, yeah. daughter with a really cute haircut and this is my real life right now yeah but I, I guess that's really the point <sighs> is like it's creating st- uh, stress I know mm-hmm. it's so silly it, it is I don't think it's silly I don't think it's silly I don't, either, I don't think frankly. anyone thinks it's silly yeah I don't and either it, and we're all kind of trying to figure it out and we all have our own little like you know our limits yeah of things well I feel like Grace has done an excellent job and she is the OG of the putting herself out there and keeping her life together as well. And I'm really excited that she's going to be on today to give us some direction. Stay tuned. Here she comes. (laughs) Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. I love how it arrives right at your doorstep. The convenience is incredible. I know. And I was so desperate for some new shirts because having a toddler, she gets all of mine very messy and I'm really bad at laundry. So I think I've shrunk all of my T-shirts. So just when I thought I had zero clothes left to wear, Stitch Fix was there to save the day. And guess what? Stitch Fix can help you find your new favorite piece of clothing. Just go to stitchfix.com slash challenged and tell them your sizes, what styles you like and how much you want to spend on each item. You'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick five items to send you right to your door then try them on pay for only what you love and return the rest shipping exchanges and returns are always free and there's no subscription required you can sign up to receive a scheduled shipment or get your fix whenever you want Stitch Fix styling fee is only $20, which is applied toward anything you keep from your shipment. Wow. So get started now at stitchfix.com slash challenged and you'll get 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash challenged to get started today. Do you ever feel stressed or anxious? What? Do you ever have trouble sleeping? Me? No, I haven't slept in days. What are your coping tools? Listening to Directionally Challenged. Our podcast is all about making your life better, and that is why we are excited to partner with Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. Calm gives you the tools you need to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life. Like sleep stories, soothing tales read to you by well-known voices to help you unwind and fall into a deep sleep every evening. Guys, it's like bedtime stories for grown-ups, but they also have sleep stories for kids too. And they also have sleep meditations from a series of 10-minute sessions to help change your relationship with sleep, to sleep meditations that guide you to release tension throughout your body, soothe your mind, and drift into dreamland. Or if you're more into music, Calm Music offers sleep tracks designed to help you fall asleep and relax. Just five minutes of Calm can change your whole day. No wonder it was named Apple's 2017 App of the Year. Are you interested in trying this, Candace? Yes, desperately. For a limited time, Directionally Challenged listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash challenge. What's that again, Kayla? Calm.com slash challenge. It includes unlimited access to all of Calm's amazing content and premium programs. Get started today at calm.com forward slash challenged. That's challenged with a D. That's C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash challenged with a D. 
We're back with Grace Helbig. Hi. 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 We're so happy that you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. We, I, I will just speak for myself. I'm incredibly intimidated by your OG YouTube status. Oh, wow. No, that I will speak firsthand that, that you don't have to feel that way <laughs> at all whatsoever. <laughs> it's not impressive. It feels very impressive because this is our third podcast that we've released. Mm-hmm. And Kayla and I both this entire week have been feeling the vulnerable like gut in the stomach like I feel uh-huh. like my whole innards have just turned into one big mushy like vulnerability yeah. massive anxiety should, yeah mm-hmm. oh god you know my resting state is anxiety so I can <laughs> fully speak to that uh yeah have you guys conversed about uh just you know initial thoughts feelings on having put your podcast out there for the first time Many times. With each <laughs> but other. have you conversed on, on the podcast? No, about? not yet. That's okay. what we're going to do here right now. Yeah. So what are your initial reactions from putting it out? You know, as actors, we feel really vulnerable being ourselves. Or right. I, I guess I'll speak for myself and you can speak for yourself, Candace. But I just I didn't realize how vulnerable I would feel. And really? Yeah. And I don't want to say emotional is the right word, but just I kind of keep overthinking everything before I say it. And, and I'm really oh. worried about... I just want people to like it, you know? Yeah, because you're fully unedited and you don't have like a director that's, you know, overlooking everything. And well, like, hang on. Hi, Jack Barry. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Hi. But I mean, like, there's no script in place, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can, yeah, everything we, is on an independent level. It's us being ourselves. Mm-hmm. But we did talk a little bit earlier about the fact that when we started The Vampire Diaries, social media wasn't really a big push. It was actually the opposite True. because it was about 10 years ago. Right. So for us, it was do not post anything. Like we were saying, I deleted all of my like naughty, not, naughty sounds really naughty. Scandalous. <laughs> scandalous, you know, pictures of me like drunk at 2 a.m. off sure. of my Facebook. Like you were applying for a job after college exactly. for the first time. Exactly. <laughs> that was my first like reaction was I need to get rid of all the evidence yeah. so I can be the perfect put together employee. Uh-huh. And and I think about you and how you started uh, like 10 years ago about and just putting yourself out there in an unedited way. And you've obviously been very successful at that and have continued to do that. Yeah, it is weird, though, because I mean, I think now and, you know, Jack and I met like when we first started kind of getting into the digital world game, uh, I always had at least some sort of... um, you know, system in place in my mind of like how much of myself I was going to put out there, like how much of my personal life I was going to put out there, how much of my flaws, mistakes, etc. Because at least when you make YouTube videos, you still can edit the things out that you don't want in them. So I, I felt like I was showing flaws and being kind of, you know, as raw and real as possible, but it's still edited, you know, and mm-hmm. so a podcast is kind of the first thing that I think I experienced other than like live streaming where you just kind of free falling and you're just kind of like watching yourself go and hoping that it makes sense and hoping that it's interesting and hoping that it's, uh, I don't know, continuously interesting. Uh, But I think a lot of other YouTubers put it all out there. Do you think that's a new generational thing though? Because do you feel like you, I felt like when I was in my early 20s, had there been Instagram? Oh my God. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. 
with so many sample packs, new products. It's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code challenged right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code challenged. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. Gosh, it would have all been out there. I would have been breaking up on Instagram. Right. I, would have I mean, been <laughs> crying. I, I feel anxiety thinking about high school students now having social media. Same. Yeah. Like I, 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 we, I didn't have a phone till I was uh, a junior in eleventh grade uh, in high school. And social media didn't exist until I was in college. And it wasn't used the way it's used now until like five years ago when I was an adult. And the idea of like being any sort of like, quote, social media influencer when you're under like 21 years old makes me massively anxious about those kids. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's I mean, they I think there is a uh, there's a weird kind of measurement system of people thinking that putting their whole lives out there is going to get them views, going to get them, you know, yeah. attention. But then on a personal level, mentally, that's going to scar you. That's going to like, unless you're talking to a therapist or something about <laughs> it, I think that's going to be kind of like an overwhelming thing for kids to do. So what percentage of yourself do you show everyone? Um, I would say maybe like 75%. Because you're creating think, a lot of content. Yeah. And my, my like kind of thesis statement when I first started making content was it's comedy first and then any sort of, you know, personal real life stuff, second or third, if I want to show that. Like I, I'm a Libra, I'm a scale, I'm fair and balanced. So I need to have like a balance of how much I put out versus how much is just for me in my private life. And I don't know. And there's no masterclass on like yeah. the right way to do it. So I think people get excited about putting it all out there. And then, oh, my God, there's an impact that happens after that. Did you? So when you started with your own YouTube channel, mm -hmm. you obviously had an idea of how much you were comfortable with putting out there and mm -hmm. you were balancing that yourself. But then do you feel like with this younger generation putting it all out there, do you feel like you have there's more pressures on you to reveal yeah. more. It's very strange because this younger generation has grown up with a phone in their hand with Wi-Fi access immediately. So they're accustomed to posting everything about their lives, trying to get likes, literally seeing a visual measure of people liking them or not mm. and like what works, what doesn't and like what cost they'll go to to present themselves. And I still am like a very introverted private person. So I do feel the pressures of like, do I talk about my relationship more? Do I talk about my family more? Where do I find like the middle ground? I'm sure you guys do because you've been for the last 10 years, like put in boxes for this show of not being able to necessarily show like your personal lives. Well, then all of a sudden it was switched. It went from keep everything off social media. You don't mm -hmm. want to spoil anything for the show. You don't want to give spoilers out. Sure. That was a big thing for the Vampire Diaries. And at the same time, all of a sudden there's this huge swap of like, no, be posting pictures from set. Be oh, tagging really? things. Like now think about it. There's people that within their contracts, there are actors where yeah. it, you have a social media quota of promoting a series or a film. And that was not 
how it was like when we started at all. So wow. even moving back to Los Angeles, it's like, well, yeah, well, what's your brand? What's your, that's my favorite is the, what's your brand? What is your brand? brand? I don't know. Is it like <laughs> fit sporty mom that likes to come home and drink her wine, rosé all day? Like, what's the box that we can put you in? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I had this weird experience with social media and Vampire Diaries because my character would come in and out all the time. So yeah. anytime I was in Atlanta, I wasn't allowed to even post or really? show that I was in the state of Georgia. Because and that was, was like... something I signed because they didn't want people to know, oh, the character's back. So I had to, I literally could not do anything. And if I wanted to post something, it had to be, you know, from my LA life, making it seem oh, almost so as if I was still in LA. Wow. Oh, so you had to lie. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But everything on social media is truthful, right. Kayla. And what? is in the moment. That's exactly what's happening. That's exactly where they are right now. Yes. That's exactly how I look when I'm drinking coffee walking down the street. God damn it. <laughs> So I have a question for you, Grace, because yeah. you went through the daily grace period where you had mm -hmm. to come up with material every single day. Yeah. And now I think you go, you have, how, much, how often do you post? Three times a, a week? That's the $64,000 question. <laughs> um, I, that that's the goal. Mm. It, as of late has not happened. Uh, I haven't hit my goal. Um, but you're still putting a podcast out every week. You're yeah. Still... I'm, and I'm, I'm working on the show This Might Get with my friend Mamrie that goes up five days a week. So I feel like I'm generating content just not necessarily only on my youtube channel mm -hmm. at the same time but you are constantly creating content yeah. how do you continually find inspiration for that i ask myself that every day right now <laughs> i i mean i feel like i'm i've been doing it for 10 years and uh, burnout is a real thing yeah. you, you know having kind of like a creative lull is a real thing even though i've kind of tried to tell myself that that won't ever happen that I can make something out of everything constantly. But I think, and there's been a lot of talk um, in the YouTube world and with digital creators about focusing on like self care and taking time off and like giving yourself a moment to just experience stuff. Uh, my friend Mamrie always put it best. I was having like a real hard time with trying to figure out how to get inspired and create content. And she was like, you can't export stuff if you're not importing things like you can't create content if you're not having experiences if you're not doing things if you're not living in the world meeting people having moments like seeing things it's impossible to generate you know new creative ideas and it's like the best piece of advice that I've ever heard from someone is like giving yourself permission to take time off and so a lot of like the inspiration comes from either one interacting with an audience you know asking what they want to see, because obviously I'm trying to tailor my content to an audience. So that seems like the logical choice of being like, what do you guys want to see? Taking an idea that they want and trying to put my point of view on it or flip it into a way that it, I would want to watch someone else do uh, that. And then just like pop culture is obviously like I'm I'm a reality show freak. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Mm -hmm. What do you have like a I I love idea time. Like if I could just sit in a room and just come up with a bunch of like bad ideas, I would love that. Like that's why I like games as well. Cause you just shout out answers. Like any yeah. game where you just get to shout out answers. Well, see, I used to do improv in New York for years and I think that really helped exercise the muscle in my brain that didn't overthink things that said yes to an immediate idea, took a seed of something and grew it out without any, uh, you know, 
thought about it without any like overthinking or analysis or like this is bad now just putting it out there and I haven't done improv in LA in years so I feel like the muscle is kind of totally uh, uh unexercised right now I might need a little bit more exercise yes and yeah but that <laughs> honestly is Improvto. what I say is like perfect philosophy for content creation for life for everything just like saying yes to the moment and then seeing what happens for those of you who don't know anything about improv the number one rule <laughs> is when someone says something suggests like okay we're on a boat you you then say yes, yes. And, and yeah you don't go like you nope, add to it i think we're on a motorcycle yeah like, we're in space yeah. <laughs> so that's the yes and reference we're referring to yeah which i think is a great life philosophy of just you can't to say no to something stops momentum and whatever's growing in the moment and so to say yes in the moment it means you're kind of out of control, which I think is a big thing for YouTubers and creators in general is like feeling like you're in control of whatever the creative project is that you're working on. And so saying yes and free falling and then letting yourself find what could be there. I think we need to take Grace's advice, Candice. No, more this yes is and. easier said than done. Trust me. I'm like saying this out loud as a mantra to myself. I'm looking in the reflection of your fireplace being like hell big. Say yes and. <laughs> but a lot of what I found in improv as well from my level two class yeah. I've nailed down at UCB is that it, that's also a vulnerable place too mm -hmm. and putting yourself out there and saying yes yeah. and not knowing how it's going to turn out is a very vulnerable thing well, to do especially in a public way exactly so here's my question to you guys how did you like what was the conversation around you guys starting this podcast we might have been drunk on Candace's bathroom That's floor. Also, that was my other piece of advice for creating content. Uh, just get drunk cocktails. around creative people and yep. see what happens. And see what happens. <laughs> you know, we just we wanted to have the conversations that we were having with each other mm -hmm. and at dinner parties with our girlfriends yeah. in a in a public way because we figured there are other women and or men or anyone mm -hmm. else who was maybe thinking and feeling these things. And we never felt that there was an organic way to do that on yeah. our social media platforms. We both were listening to podcasts and we're like, let's try this. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. great opportunities came from that. And it's just been interesting that this has been such a vulnerable week of finally like hearing it out there. Yeah. And then hearing the feedback and understanding mm -hmm. like how people relate to you. Yes. Turns out you guys are people. Yeah. <laughs> You're people. Has there ever <laughs> been a moment where you've done an episode on, on your YouTube channel or that you were like, okay, I'm going to get real. I'm going to be really vulnerable and open up a part of myself yeah. that I wouldn't normally. Yeah, there was one time um, this girl made a video about it was basically like a very much fat shaming video. And I talked about this in one of my books that like I had an eating disorder in college and like I could not fall asleep after watching this video. I just couldn't fall asleep. I was like tossing and turning all night. I was like upset. I was emotional. And I just started taking notes on sticky notes. I didn't even have like a notebook next to me. So I just looked like a psychopath in the morning, which is like sticky notes everywhere next to my bed about like how to respond to this person in a way that wasn't. Uh, coming from a place of anger, but more or less trying to come from a place of um, uh, ho hoping she would understand how her words like affected people in a way that could create a conversation. So I made a video, yeah, where I talked about, you know, that I didn't agree with the video that she made. And it was very, it, on very, maybe like one edit in it, like just wanted to like have a real raw conversation on my channel. And that was probably the most um, like real I've gotten in it. I was also writing about 
having an eating disorder in my book at that same time. So it was just like in my brain and like a sensitive subject. And it, I was shocked that it went over really well. And I was worried that because I put out comedy first, like people are going to be confused by this or think this is a joke or not take it seriously or not understand that this is like a thing that I care about. And it, it went really, it was great. It went really, really well. And uh, I was overwhelmed by the response to it. And I don't, as coming from a British family where we repress emotions, did not handle the emotional response well, pushed it deep down. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was great. It was very, very nice. At what point did you decide you even wanted to write about having an eating disorder in your book then? Because that, yeah. that, it sounds like you were already like, okay, I'm going to talk well, about this. Two things. One, I was writing, so I wrote a book that's like a, a, a Grace's Guide is kind of like a tongue-in-cheek self-help book. New York Times bestseller, by the way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Slip Thank you guys. In. Research. Slip that <laughs> in. Uh, yeah. And because I worked with like, um, you know, self-help people in New York, um, helping them like make YouTube videos and things like that. And I kind of thought I was like, this is kind of bullshit uh, for the amount of money that people are spending to hear these things that are, you know, all repackaged, same advice over and over. What if I make something that's like a tongue-in-cheek version? And then I wanted to make a tongue-in-cheek style guide because I just want to be um aspire to be one of those like beautiful makeup gurus that like has all of their shit together but i just i my execution i can't do it for yep. whatever reason i feel you i, I just want ya. the free makeup like is there a yeah, way that you can well, be that, bad at makeup and just get a lot of free makeup that's kind of what i was hoping yeah. <laughs> when i wrote this book didn't turn out that way uh but i was getting so frustrated writing the book and i was having such a hard time and i felt like such a fraud because like trying to joke about the beauty industry was hard to do because you didn't want to make anyone feel bad. And also I really struggled with it in college and I hadn't like explained that. So I felt like an asshole making fun of something that I haven't explained how comedy got me through feeling okay in the beauty industry and like feeling okay with myself. So I also, I went to a tarot card reader and she told me, I asked her about the book. I was like, I'm having trouble with it. And she pulled a card. I can't remember what it is now, but it was basically like, you have to pull back the curtain on something and reveal something about yourself to move through this. And I was just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, I took a leap of faith and I wrote about it and sent it to my editor. And she was like, this is game changing for this book. And it's just in the intro. And so it really like just sets kind of the course of like, here's why I've given myself permission to make fun of you know, beauty and style and all these things just because I've gone through hating myself over all these things. And it's okay to like, release the pressure that we have for each other on this stuff. And it honestly, like, unlocked me being able to write the rest of the book. I was like, so blocked up until then. It was like such a release. Yeah, it was really great. I know a lot of us struggle with hating parts of ourselves or ourselves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> myself included. Uh, listening to you, it's, I feel inspired now to ask you, do you have advice for people that are going through that or that will go through that and ways that you yeah. coped? And I think the thing, the biggest thing that I would say is accept help if someone comes to you or someone asks anything and or reach out. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Because uh, I think those are two sides of the same coin that happen when people isolate themselves, is you really have to re-engage because you create an entire world in your head that doesn't exist as how the rest of the world sees you. So be 
brave enough to ask for help. And that's the hardest thing to do. It's so hard. I remember when I was in college going through it, I didn't have like the internet to research. I would buy books from like the bookstore and like read them furiously and feel like, oh, someone else is going through this. How interesting. Okay, I'm not alone. That's now given me some motivation to go reach out to someone else. Do you feel like that's the positive power of of YouTube and yeah. social media now? I for- think the greatest thing about social media is the reach, is the communication, is like the global awareness of like being able to to know you're not alone, to find communities that you feel accepted in, to find like subcultures that you're like, oh, you like this weird thing that I like? Cool. Awesome. Now I have a friend. Those are the great things. There's also tons of terrible things about it. But those are the things that drew drew me to the Internet, especially people that, you know, are introverts or are shy or don't want to, you know, just go don't know how to make friends in real life. It's an easier way for people to find each other. For I did watch Dirty 30. By the oh, way. thank you for watching Listen, it. I did. I enjoyed it. You guys can go out and watch it. <laughs> um, I rented it on Apple. And I think another what I find so beautiful to watch you is you also have this like group of female friends around you guys. And you guys have all carved your own individual paths within like female comedy, YouTube. And and then at the same time, you all are constantly supporting each other and working with each other. I mean, you're called the Holy Trinity. We didn't make that name. The Internet (laughs) made that name. We We all have a very like weird (laughs) relationship with that name it's yeah it's a little self-indulgent but have you been able to lean on each other during vulnerable moments when you've put yourself out there and yeah we became friends really quickly and it's so interesting and maybe you girls have gone through this too and jack you know you too uh when you're an adult no one teaches you how to make friends as an adult and so you can feel a little like how do i go up to someone and say hi do you like this? Like it's, <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah. And it can feel like uh, really discouraging sometimes. And I think it was just a very organic friendship immediately. It didn't feel like we all targeted each other. And we're like, I'm going to be friends with that person. It was more or less like, oh, we just have common interests. We have common goals and we're all doing executing them individually. But like the support for each other is there because high tides raise all ships at that point. Uh, and it was, I feel like very lucky to have met them and had that like ease of friendship because I did not up until that point know how to make adult friends at all. And I, I realized that, uh, them being very much alphas and I'm very much a beta was a big part of it. <laughs> They're like aggressively, you're my friend now. And I'm like, hooray, <laughs> yay. <laughs> <laughs> was great. And yeah, and it's been wonderful because, you know, you guys know too, like, doing what you're doing now, the YouTube ecosystem at that point was all about collaboration because everyone was either discouraging like the platform as a whole, not understanding it. And so everyone that was involved was just kind of excited to have this thing that they liked doing without any financial gain and to have other people liking to do it too. And all kind of just like blissfully figuring it out at the same time. I'm sure when you guys started Vampire Diaries, you're just like, here we go. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And then as it went, you became a family. I think that's why we became family so quickly. Yeah. yeah. And at such a young age, I think most of us were tw- in our young 20s. Yeah. It, maybe even younger. Some. Yeah. We were um, all babies. Yeah. But, it, but it's sure also just, nice to yeah. see because there's so many groups of, especially in the comedy world, obviously, mm-hmm. we so, see so many groups of male comedians that yeah. are always constantly helping each other out and working with each other. And I just loved seeing 
you women just kicking ass and being it creative is, and yeah. producing and writing and trying it all. Yeah. And is white are white Russians really a favorite drink of any of yours? No. That was a very um, big theme in the movie. And I was also, like, OK, I got to ask about the white Russian. Mamrie's vegan. So it was soy milk and fake ice in the glass the entire time. Ooh. She wrote the movie like we storyboarded it together, but she wrote it. And I was like, why did you do this? And by like. <laughs> The second week of filming, she was like, I don't know why I made my character like white Russians. I'm so sick of soy milk right now. It's And my favorite part in the movie, there's one moment where, because it's, you know, fake ice, it's plastic ice in the cup, so it won't melt for continuity every time you do a shot. There's one moment where she's walking with her love interest, and she doesn't know what to do with her hands, and she's holding a white Russian, and she just, like, taps the plastic ice <laughs> around a bunch. And it's like, no one would ever touch the ice in their drink, <laughs> ever. But because it's plastic, she just didn't realize. And after the movie came out, I'm like, you're just touching your ice <laughs> what are you doing because i remember watching your e-show when it came out yeah i was so excited and then i saw i remember watching her on it and i was like oh and i had friends that were trying to do like a in atlanta trying to do like a drinking cooking show oh, and yeah, yeah. kind of because they were fans of mamory yeah and so i was th- sitting there watching the whole time being like white russians huh like she's like cocktails are like I, a thing I so know. i had to ask no i don't know How, i honestly don't know i was like is this a big lebowski why are you doing yeah. this i don't know why white russians and she didn't know she just put it in and it became part of the script yeah. okay so i've heard you end your podcast asking two awesome questions okay i don't think ours are anywhere near <laughs> as great as yours but mine, mine's actually the worst so i'm just gonna start first we can Can't end wait. on candace's because hers is way better Can't wait. um okay if you could switch bodies with one person person for the rest of your entire life who would it be wow if i could switch physical bodies with one person for the rest of my life everything oh mind Mm -hmm. and everything oh interesting does she keep her personality Mm -hmm. well michelle obama nice i think i mean i I mean if we're talking mind and like compassion level also she's fit as fuck so Yeah. yeah i think that would be who i would go with fantastic (laughs) so your questions are always who would you throw spaghetti at yeah and then also when have you have you ever pooped your pants and say it but you can only use five words to tell the story yeah so I wanted to combine those and say, who would you wish compulsive diarrhea on? <laughs> oh, I mean, I, Donald Trump is such an obvious answer. Um, I think Donald Trump Jr. Ooh. Yeah, I yeah. think. He, but the golden toilet's broken. And yeah, no, no toilet. To no toilet. <laughs> Just full. Yeah, like a sprinkler of diarrhea would be great. Yeah, that's my answer. Yeah. I like it. That's solid. Well, <laughs> So obviously, all of our listeners can find your podcast, Not Too Date, Not Too Deep. You'll mm-hmm. also hear Jack Ferry on it. Yes. Um, you, they can find you at Grace Helbig. Uh huh. All your socials. Yeah, at Grace Helbig on everything. Uh, you can watch Mamory Hart and I do a show on YouTube called This Might Get at youtubecom get. And yeah, Not Too Deep is available wherever you listen to your podcast, Not Too Deep uh, And yeah, at Grace Helbig across everything else. Awesome. Love it. Thanks for coming to Thank play. You. Thank you guys. Okay. So fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode with Grace Helbig. In two weeks, we will be back. We will be talking to Tanya Tate. That's right. The porn star, Tanya Tate. 12-time MILF of the Year award-winning porn star. We're actually going to talk to her about something other than just porn. She has an incredible story about her challenges to becoming a mother. Not just a MILF, but a mother. So join us two weeks. 
Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation, gives you the tools you need to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life. Just five minutes of Calm can change your whole day. Interested in trying? Absolutely. For a limited time, directionally challenged listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com forward slash challenged. It includes unlimited access to all of Calm's amazing content and premium programs like Calm Music, Sleep Meditations, and Sleep Stories, designed to soothe your mind into joy. Dreamland. Get started today at calm.com forward slash challenged. That's calm.com forward slash challenged. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Producer and director Jack Ferry. Producer and editor Melissa DeMonts. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Adriana Montagudo. Logo design by Natalia Vasquez. And music by Joe King. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.